I have enough of these things to uh, at least quench the thirst of a small army of <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week was the nerd mecca, if you will, San Diego Comic-Con International, where DC, Marvel, and other properties brought their biggest news, releases, and more, Mike. Have you ever Man, heard, you, of, have you ever heard you, of it? You sound you sound so calm and tame in that intro over there. <laughs> you well, sound so reserved. Well, I mean, I am reserved simply because this is the part where you get to say how you actually went there in person and i get to be jealous <laughs> of i'm just like imagining you over there it sounds like you're just like under like a big cover with like a cup of tea on a couch just like so how are you doing today yeah yeah i'm just ignoring the world outside just mike, mike, mike didn't go no that didn't happen but you <laughs> well, did you survived yes, indeed i went down to comic-con and it was an amazing time as usual it was my fifth year there with my wife and we've kind of finally uh eased into kind of exactly the best way to traverse the con all cons are different but san diego comic-con is a whole a whole nother beast and entirely uh goes on technically starting wednesday till sunday we've decided that i think two full days at the convention is probably the the perfect amount of time if you start going longer it starts to get pretty taxing i imagine if you need to be down there more than two days hopefully you got you're, you're kind of down there for a specific purpose maybe you're part of a panel maybe you're working it in some way but i think two days is really really solid you know i and, i agree with that being you know c2e2 two days of it and you're done like yeah there's no reason to go back the third day yeah it, it is it is exhausting and even you couldn't even see the whole con in, in two days anyway but i i think uh two days will will keep your sanity there uh, it was really cool. Ran into uh, uh, some uh, nerd celebrities, as I as I would say. Uh, brushed up against a couple of them on the show floor. Saw a couple uh, famous people out on the sidewalk, just walking around to get food. You know, if you ever get a chance to go to San Diego Comic Con and you're just walking around, either on the convention floor or outside in downtown San Diego, uh, don't look down at your phone. Even if you're trying to catch some Pokemon, don't look at the the cool like posters and billboards and stuff that they put up over on the buildings. Like, just look out at the crowd. There's a good chance that like, like one of your like favorite actors or something could just be walking like right by you and you don't even know it. So always keep your eye eye out on the faces. Uh, that's that's really important. But yeah, we had we had a really really great time. We we went to some cool panels. We went to some big ones. Uh, we went to the the Luke Cage panel and we went to the Agents of Shield panel. Uh, that was really cool. Those were the big ones that were happening on the days that we were there. We went to some smaller panels, you know, about like writing and drawing, and that was really cool. Saw some cool mm-hmm. animation panels. So yeah, it was a really really solid weekend. Um, and I, I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it every year. I, I want to go down there every year. I mean, it's been five years in a row. I'm gonna make it six next year. I I, I completely understand that. Uh, good habits are hard to break, if you will. <laughs> um, but you said you went to some panels. Did you get in any Hall H panels? No, no. So Hall H is this whole other beast. Uh, there's people that are waiting in line overnight, camping out in sleeping bags. It's a big. It's a it's a really really big deal. Sometimes you know, if if you're lucky, you can kind of find a window where you don't have to wait 
too long, but like I I I don't want to spend like the limited time I have down there waiting in line, especially since you know we're going to be talking about a lot of the stuff that happened in Hall H today, and a lot of the stuff was officially released and dropped. You know, there's some stuff that we didn't get the chance to see because it wasn't officially released, but I know things that happen in Hall H don't stay in Hall H forever, as as evident from last year as well. So. Uh, the, I just like to spend my time at other places. Right. And, and you went Thursday, Friday, and Hall H panels are usually the Saturday. That's the, yeah. the big day um, mm-hmm. for that. And um, we'll, we'll talk about the panels you went to as we get to them because you, you said you hit a couple. You sent me, sent me a couple photos and updates, so that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, but any other final notes on Comic-Con? Because this whole episode is pretty much dedicated to Comic-Con. Yeah, exactly. This year. The- we uh we have some extensive notes here. I think we're about at four pages. Usually yeah. we're running about a page and a half per episode. So we're gonna we're we're probably gonna hit these things hard and pretty quickly because uh, we we yeah. want to get as much in as possible. But this I'm sure this is gonna be an extra long episode for us. Definitely. And for anyone who who follows along on iTunes or YouTube or wherever, go to superheroesweight.com. And you can click on everything we talk about pretty much today. Almost everything has a link except for like maybe three or four things. So if we talked about a trailer or a logo, you can go there and click it because we're not going to sit here and you know play the whole thing for you guys because that's just going to be forever. <laughs> but, yeah, this is this is going to be a great time to check out the the show notes at superheroesleague.com. Yeah, totally, totally do that. So first and foremost, we're going to start with something that's not Comic Con related. Ironically, well, it, it it kind of is, but I'll I'll wait for you to get into it. Yes. So me and my decided that we were going to go see Star Trek Beyond this weekend. Yes, very last minute, kind of. Yeah, 11th hour, kind of, for Mike, actually. Uh, you were at a concert last night when you bought your tickets, I believe. <laughs> yes, I was waiting uh, for Weird Al to take the stage last night when I busted out my phone, and I was like, yeah, I guess I can see this tomorrow morning. <laughs> that uh, That's most how most of my stories start. Uh, I was at the Weird <laughs> Al concert, and I got bored, so I pulled out my phone. Um, but we actually have decided to do a spoiler cast on Star Trek Beyond, um, for this, which we'll be recording after this if we have enough steam left in us. Um, <laughs> but um, I, everyone, I've been talking to a lot of people how I thought I rewatched the Star Trek movies this week. I love the first one with Chris Pine. I did uh-huh. not care for Into Darkness, but Beyond was an improvement on that, but still not as good as that 2009 when I feel. How did you? Yeah. And yeah, I kind, of, I kind of feel the same way. Um, I went into this movie with really not a whole lot of hype. This movie uh, premiered on the first night of Comic-Con on Wednesday, and I and I had some friends down there that they were able to get into it. And there was a whole orchestra playing along with the movie, and it was outdoors, and it was really, really cool. So uh, that kind of ties it in the Comic-Con. But, uh, so I, I heard some good things th- throughout the weekend, and I couldn't avoid some of the Rotten Tomato reviews that were popping up in my Instagram-sponsored feed. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, I'll... We'll We'll go give it a shot. So I, I, I feel the same way. Uh, that first movie was so solid. I love that first movie. I love the, the, a lot of the unique things that they put in there. They eloquently tied it into an old series with time travel, and it all worked out really, really well, and I love the charisma of the characters. You know, we do get an improvement on the second movie with this third one, and I thought Justin Lin actually did a really good job. I was expecting, you know, Fast and Furious, and I got Star Trek, which was great. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think once we get into the, uh, the spoiler cast for this movie, um, uh, that'll pop up in your feed if you're subscribed to us. We'll we'll, we'll get more in depth in it, but yeah, I think it it's definitely an improvement. It's reinvigorated the franchise, and I was expecting maybe this to be the last one, but it definitely looks like it's going to carry it into probably a fourth, a fifth, maybe even but, a sixth movie. Well, yeah, they have announced the fourth one, which we talked about last week uh, with mm-hmm. Chris Hensworth coming back. 
Um, but I think this, I mean, this was an, another original story, and the first one was an original story, but the middle one was a remake of Wrath of Khan, essentially. Mm-hmm. So these original stories, I think, really help it, um, because I'm not familiar with Star Trek, so I like I like seeing things I haven't seen before with Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And the visuals in this movie, if I have to compliment it on one thing, were amazing. The way the camera moved, some of the angles and shots they did were just mm-hmm. entrancing. Um, yeah. Um, but I also have to lean towards Mike a little bit and say some of the CGI was pretty weedy, actually, throughout the throughout the film because they used a lot of prosthetic effects. And when mm-hmm. compared to the CGI, it kind of just took me out of the moment because I like what they were doing with the prosthetics. So, mm-hmm. But I can't wait to talk about it in our spoiler cast. I've got some great ideas and, and stuff to talk about that. So subscribe to us if you're not and follow and listen to our spoiler cast, I guess. So Yeah. But that brings us into an, a Comic-Con announcement. Uh, is Star Trek Discovery a new TV series coming to, I believe it's CBS All Access uh-huh. uh, this uh, next year? And they gave us our first trailer, I guess, or a teaser for the Star Trek movie. Yeah, or, it's basi- I guess it's, it's not basi- movie TV series, but yeah, yeah it's basically a, a, a ship uh, uh, leaving a, um, I guess, a hangar uh, out in space. I'm not really too familiar with what what the ship is. I kind of had this uh, this similar ha- thing happen in the Star Trek Beyond movie where it's like, I know I'm looking at an Easter egg right now, but I just don't know enough about the Star Trek universe to understand what I'm looking at. So this, I kind of had the same experience here with this ship. Yeah, so this one's, a, it's called a Discovery uh, class ship. Uh, and mm-hmm. most of the ones we're used to is the Star Trek Enterprise ship. I think that was the one in the original series and uh, I guess Star Trek Enterprise maybe. Um or something, but so this is a whole new ship called the USS Discovery. The first trailer is essentially a teaser. There's no mm-hmm. characters, no cast, nothing. But they also uh, confirm this is set in what's called the Prime Universe. So the original movies and TV show universe. This is in correspondence with that, and not the movie universe. All right, so that makes sense. <laughs> they're, yeah, so the TV shows will stay in that. We don't have to worry about. TV movie continuity catching up with each other. Well, I can tell you, I wasn't worried. So <laughs> yeah, I, I it's one of those things where it's probably really confusing. But um, I know people who watch it, so I, I try to keep up with them and and, and have them feed me the Star Trek info that we we so so much lack, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Star Trek, lots of stuff this weekend on that. Um, one thing that didn't come to uh, Comic Con this year, and we kind of guess we knew this a little bit, is uh, Star Wars did not really bring anything to to comic-con uh except for a couple costumes it looks like Um, yeah there was um i guess uh the disney event or no not star what was it star wars europe or what star wars celebration europe yeah whatever that was uh there were some leaked trailers that came out of there i know you sent me a couple leaks but i was like no i'm gonna wait until something's official this is just all blurry so (laughs) yeah so we got a couple looks at some costumes for rogue one a star wars story here um we got this guy named Edrio Two Tubes, um, and apparently he works with uh, one of the characters, and he kind of looks like a—he's got an old Darth Vader box on his chest, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know—it's good to see some practical effects and some costumes. And then we get to see two creatures, um, affectionately dubbed Pow and Biston, uh, which one was called Large Mouth and like Little Rodent Dude, I guess is what they look like. Either way, these are some Rogue One characters, and I. I thought they were cool since we're not going to share the leaked footage since mike deemed it too blurry um, <laughs> yeah we'll not talk, good enough for me talk about yeah these rogue one costumes. this was really at the beginning of the week when we didn't have much news so if you want to see those youtube or show notes for the links but that brings us to star wars uh episode eight uh confirmation that that is wrapped filming episode eight is in the can mike 
And that means we now have a year and a half of them editing this movie before we get to watch it. Yes, we do. I I, de- I definitely expect um, some sort of teaser trailer or something around uh, the end of the year. I don't know if maybe that'll they'll put it in front of Rogue One um, or not. I mean, they didn't do that for the Force Awakens technically, um, so I don't I, I don't really know. Maybe they, I don't know if they want to take the steam away from Rogue One with a, an Episode uh, Eight trailer or not, but. I think we'll be getting something soon. Yeah, I mean, a year and a half is a very long time to have a movie in the can without anything going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, you know, like Rogue One hadn't even started filming by the time Force Awakens was released, mm-hmm. I feel. And, or at least it was very early. So, I mean, I definitely see them hyping this movie up a year before, giving us the name of the movie, maybe, the same week uh, Rogue One comes out. And really bring people into Rogue One because of all the like the bad rumors we've heard over the past mm-hmm. couple months. Uh, I think I think it'd be great. So I want to see some episode eight stuff, uh, and I'm I'm really I'm really hyped on Star Wars. Um, I got I went when I went to the honeymoon. I built custom lightsabers down there at Disney World, and um, I gave one to my brother and my new brother-in-law as like their wedding gifts, uh, <laughs> or, like like honeymoon gifts. And uh, yesterday, and they were they were like blown away by by like, custom lightsabers. So I, Man, I'm, you gotta you gotta get gifts for everybody nowadays when you get married. It's true, uh, and getting all that back from Disney's the, the hardest part of it. I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, that brings us, we're going to start talking more comic book stuff here. And the first thing I want to talk about is Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the video games. Um, a couple months ago, we talked about the rumors about they were re-releasing these video games in, on the current generation systems. And we mm-hmm. got confirmation this weekend. They are releasing them this Tuesday in HD on the current gen consoles. All right. Uh, so Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and Ultimate Alliance 2, this is the, sh- the sticker shock I got here. $40 a piece for these games. Ooh, um, you're gonna you're gonna buy it, and you're just gonna have to deal with it. Or you can get a sixty dollar bundle. So that's actually more reasonable because that's you know a standard game price. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go ahead and buy the bundle on Tuesday and have these games and start playing through them and getting my achievements. And um, the best part is four player couch co op on these. That's nice. Something you don't get a lot of in this generation. And uh, I, hopefully they have some knock on wood online multiplayer. So if anyone else is interested in getting a new generation console, Mike, um, you, you can pick up these Marvel Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> games and play with me so really really stoked to play those out and that's i i, I feel i feel justified in, in our rumors you know whenever we comp we rumor something and then it comes true i feel pretty good about that yeah speaking of that i think that's a good segue yes it was a segue <laughs> right into agents of shield and you were at this panel you went to the yeah. agents of shield panel mm-hmm. where they announced actor gabriel luna as ghost rider yeah it was it was really crazy so uh when we go into this panel um uh, we, we, we get in a panel ahead of time because this is ballroom 20. It's pretty big. So we sit down. We're kind of in the in the front part of the, the ballroom. It's really, really big. So we have pretty decent seats. So uh, before the before uh, everything gets rolling, I, you know, I, I get up from the seats and I, I go to the bathroom. I nab a bathroom pass so I can get back in. So I come back and I sit down and uh, there's someone sitting down next to my wife. And uh, uh, I lean over and I look at it and I see the, the iconic uh, uh, mustache hanging down. The handlebars. Like, yeah, I look at it and I was like, oh, that's Agent M. And if you're not familiar with who Agent M is, is he's basically the social media manager for Marvel. Like he's the he's the dude that pushes out all the tweets, does all the social interaction, retweets stuff, blog stuff, is on Tumblr. He's a very very busy man, and he knows all of the secrets. So I sat down, uh, you know, I introduced myself, I took a picture with him. And uh, I asked him, I was like, you know, hey, you know, 
are we, are we in for some uh, pretty cool stuff? You probably know everything you're about to see right now. And he was just like, oh, yeah. And I was like, does this have anything to do with that uh, car downstairs that's covered in um, that's covered in a cloth? And he was just like, I don't know. So he was very uh, he was very glib about it. And uh, he, he had, the whole time he had his laptop busted out, had some sort of crazy Twitter hub dashboard thing pulled up with, like, multiple feeds going through. He was tweeting the whole thing. He was a very, very busy man, but it was really, really cool. But, yeah, the, the panel was cool. We got to see kind of like a look back at the last season. We got like a blooper reel. There was some Q&A going on. Uh, it seems like Bobby and Hunter are more more likely going to be coming back to the show because that was one of the audience questions. Someone asked if we'd be seeing those guys again. And uh, Jed Whedon couldn't say anything, but, you know, it's kind of one of those answers. Well, you'll just have to keep watching. So it's just like, okay. And then at the very, very end, uh, we get this little uh, this little reel of this uh, flaming skull pop-up. Yes. And then as soon as, as soon as I saw that, I knew exactly what that meant, and I started exploding and blowing up, and it, it was awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we've talked about Ghost Rider. We're like, oh, we heard this rumor, but they're never going to put Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and then a casting announcement a couple weeks ago said, you know, they might be looking at characters. Uh, uh, uh-huh. I can't. I can't even think of the name of the characters right now, but um, it's the all new Ghost Rider. Not isn't it uh, Robbie Reyes? R- Robbie Reyes, like yes, yeah, yeah. Not not Johnny Blaze, not Danny Ketch, not the old Ghost Riders from the movies, but these are the new ones. And he drives a, a big muscle car, and yeah. they unveiled and it, and the it, muscle car. Yeah, and it really really works because I was actually thinking about this the other week. I, I was just like walking around, and it just hit me. Of course, they they're going to use the new Ghost Rider because he wears a helmet. And that's so easy to do on TV. They don't have to CG a flaming skull every scene that he's in. And then oh, he's in a car on a motorcycle too. And I was like, this makes total sense. Like, and uh, plus we had that casting announcement for those two characters. I was like, oh, this this is definitely going to happen. And I was like, that's specifically why I wanted to go to that panel because I wanted to be there for the announcement. Yeah, it, it, that's a, that's a great panel to choose. And I'm so glad that Ghost Rider's coming here. A lot of people are like, oh, it might be a cop out, kind of like Secret Warriors was. Because Secret Warriors did feel kind of weak being the title of last season, and they hardly ever use them. Um, but uh, I, I think, you know, Coulson has the thing for cars, as we as we found with Lola. So having this, you know, spirit-infested car, and, or whatever he is, he might they might make him an inhuman, I doubt it. But I, I don't know. I'm really excited for Ghost Rider, and the Flaming Skull just kind of solidifies that. You know, like, they're going to go flamed, they're going to go skulls. Like, they're going to... They're gonna go, they're gonna give us the Ghost Rider we deserve, I think. So, mm-hmm. uh, really excited about about the TV series. Uh, I mean, no, all the other ones are kind of canceled, I guess, as far as we know, <laughs> or not working. Yeah. So they can put a little time back into Agents of Shield and money. And that ten o'clock time slot, uh, starting in September, will definitely, I guess, give us more adult content with this. So mm-hmm. take a look at that. The other panel you went to, and I believe this was the day before, was the Netflix Marvel panel. Yeah, this was another one we definitely wanted to go to. Uh, Ballroom 20 is a very, very big ballroom. It was also in there, but it's more manageable to get into. You still have to get in line about an hour and a half early, but we got some uh, we got some uh, decent seats for this in front of a, a, a screen. They basically have big screens in there like jumbotrons because it's like you're going to like a, a professional outing. Everything was very, very, uh, very, very well crafted in there. But this was the most hype panel that I went to all week. Uh, we got some awesome exclusive clips of the TV uh-huh. show. Of course, everyone got to see the trailer that came out of it and even the so, reveal for some of the other things. But we got some of the exclusive clips uh, of the show. So this, you're talking Luke Cage specifically right now. So, yes. So the first poster of the series was dropped showing off Luke Cage this week before all this happened. So that looks really mm-hmm. cool. Um, but then, yeah, they gave us a first trailer for Luke Cage and it looks pretty awesome. 
uh, he's throwing people into walls, and like we we've got a teaser for Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, but for him mm-hmm. to come out full blast like in this this trailer was just amazing, and we're what two months away from it, so I I I thought Luke Cage looks awesome, uh, getting shot up, throwing people around, breaking stuff, you know, they even oh, rip yeah. a, rip a car door off and like busted down another door and then like broke into a building with it so yeah there was a uh, we got three clips from the did those clips come out i don't even remember i if they, it, if they it is it hard to to keep track of it i just made sure i got the trailer for everybody yeah so. we basically one clip was a kind of an extended version of that one we got a couple months ago where he's in that gym and they're shooting at him and he's like now i gotta get a new shirt mm-hmm. so we got to see that scene play out uh for about an, another minute or two and luke cage ends up shaking down this guy in his office for information is very and he had some nice uh, Luke Cage wit there and it was really funny it was really awesome uh, there was another scene where we got to see I guess the uh, what's going to be the bad guy of the movie or of the show I forgot the the actor's name but he um, he was in House of Cards um, he played uh, like one of the um, lobbyists in that show I believe it's um, Mahershala Ali is his name yeah I, I think so so we got to see a pretty intense scene with him. Uh, that that played out pretty well, and then and this other scene, which is really amazing, but I, I I think it actually might have been cut into the trailer with what you're talking about, where he rips off the car door, he busts uh-huh. down a door with it, and then uh, that scene plays out where he ends up wrapping the car door around a person. Yes, yes, and yeah, that yeah that was really amazing. So uh, it was just really really exciting. All those clips were really really awesome, uh, but I I think the most exciting uh, thing about uh, the panel, because uh, of course we all think Luke cage looks awesome uh, are these other things that we're about to talk about yes so we have our first look and teaser trailer for marvel's iron fist the show yeah. coming out confirmed for a 2017 release through the thing which that makes sense but the first teaser the show comes out and it's it is again a teaser we don't see a lot of kung fu a lot of mysticism um but it's more of a you know showing that they're filming it and he does i think doesn't he knock a door down or knock a hole in a wall yeah he busts like a hole in the wall and we i was kind of hoping that maybe we see a little bit of a costume on him but it it, it, we might get something similar with daredevil season one where maybe iron fist doesn't even get into any costume until the end of the of the season but it, it looks pretty exciting. I definitely wasn't expecting to see any Iron Fist footage at all. I thought maybe we'd get a logo reveal at most. Yeah, well, we did get a logo reveal um, showing you know the snake in there and the Iron Fist. And then Ooh. I believe a little bit of his story, like it looks like he was stranded. Uh, his, with his parents like saved his life, kind of like a Tarzan kind of thing. Yeah, when like some sort of child. plane crash going on there. Yeah, and then he comes back and he looks you know kind of rugged and trying to get in contact with people he knew. Uh, so yeah, Iron Fist is coming out next year. The trailer, the teaser trailer is there again. It's a teaser, so don't expect a whole lot, but enough to get your blood pumping for the Iron Fist series, the last of the series, if you will. Along with that, uh, we got a, a, one of these infamous Netflix Marvel teasers for Daredevil season three being confirmed. No footage, nothing but a blinking sign in a subway. It looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it like one? Is like one, two, and then like. They're marked out, and then, like the three is there when it blinks again or something. Very yeah, much a teaser. <laughs> and I, th- I think they pretty much just assumed uh, that everyone knew we were getting a season three, just because they kind of glanced over this fact in the panel pretty quickly. They were just like, "Oh, and just to let everybody know, we are getting a season three of Daredevil." And everyone was like really excited, but it was basically just Jeff Loeb uh, saying it over the microphone. So we didn't really get any sort of like mm. formal like any image on the screen, but it was exciting to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, that teaser, that's great to know. It will not start uh, production until after 
our next topic, Marvel's Defenders. Oh, this this was a moment in the panel for sure. So if you've ever been to like a, uh, a, a star-studded panel for a TV show or something like that, usually after, towards the end of the panel, they bring all of the people out from the table and they bring them to the front of the stage and they get like an official photographer to take the photo of everybody up on stage. Uh, but I think everybody assumed that the panel was over when the photo started getting taken. So some people start to get up from their seats and they start walking towards the door and then Jeff Loeb gets on the back of the microphone He's like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, we got one more thing. And then everyone's just like, what do they have? Like, we, you know, we saw Iron Fist, you know. Oh, maybe maybe the Punisher? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, what's going on here? So they start playing this footage. And, um, you know, we're seeing these uh, things uh, start to peel back. It's like kind of like newspapers and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, what is this? And I just I just knew what it had to be just because there's nothing else left that they could talk about. And I was like, this has to be Defenders. And I was like, there's no way they're showing something for this already. And then, yeah, it basically ended up just being a logo reveal. But everyone was like exploding with excitement, like freaking out. Because, you know, we, we haven't had anything official for Defenders yet. We've had like, you know, official statements, but nothing image no art being drafted so actually seeing that up on the screen and hearing Jeff Loeb talk about like these characters will be coming together it was just it was just so awesome everyone was freaking out it was great yeah so it's actually voiced over by stick um and he says that you know you can uh uh you forward think you can beat everybody kind of thing and that Mm -hmm. sounds like custom dialogue I don't remember that line in the other shows Mm-hmm. Um, but also had Nirvana's "Come as You Are" in like a very very slow ending or like slow version over it, which was really chilling. Like this is uh-huh. a very chilling thing, realizing that we are at essentially phase one of the Netflix universe. Much like how the Avengers gives you chills, the Defenders will give you chills as well. Um, yeah. So it goes to uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and then peels back to show the Defenders and like cut out letters and a hand, and then the actual logo pops up and. Uh, they, they, I think the biggest thing to take away from this is it is next year. It is 2017. Yeah. Uh, probably, I'm guessing, a Luke Cage era. Like, it'll be the fall yeah, Netflix sure. series. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, we are we are within a year or give or take a few months of, you know, getting the Defenders finally on TV after a long, long, arduous wait. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, it's going to be really great. And, you know, hopefully uh, you guys can uh, get out to a big comic book convention in your area and get in a room with thousands of nerds and hear the percussive cheers when something like this gets announced. Because, of course, uh, most of this all came out officially through uh, official Marvel channels. But it's really great being in a room with a bunch of people just as excited as you are. So it was really, really cool. And that panel was probably the highlight of my Comic-Con. Yeah, so that's great. you got to go to two great panels with some great news because... The rest of the panels we're going to talk about later, you probably would not have gotten into unless that was the only thing you wanted to do all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, something I want to talk about is the Rocket and Groot animated shorts we discussed in other uh, earlier episodes. Um, they're actually being animated shorts on Disney XD that will like precede like the animated TV shows. So we're not going to get any Rocket and Groot movies or anything like animated films or just like little short clips. And uh, I'll, I'll link I'll link one of the previews they show with Groot taking or Rocket taking a nap on Groot and a bug flying around him. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's entertaining for people in art art and animation and stuff like that. And I, I thought it was kind of cool because I don't care too much about the animated TV shows as much as other people might because it's not Earth's mm-hmm. Mightiest Heroes and that makes me mad. <laughs> now this is going to be probably one of the most energy energetic parts of the, of the show here. 
Marvel Studios panel was yesterday night, uh, or yes. I guess evening, uh, the, one of the last ones. And at the start of their panel, Marvel Studios debuted a brand new logo and intro for their productions going forward. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think uh, I distinctly remember uh, a few months back, I think we talked about news of uh, Marvel Studios had a new logo, I think maybe in front of Ultron or something like that, if I remember right. So they're they're iterating this logo uh, as their uh, studio evolves. Yes, so uh, the big thing here is it starts off the same with the comic books, but then it evolves into pictures of their, their movie characters. And mm-hmm. then those eventually fold around to show Marvel Studios, but the Marvel lo- the Marvel word flashes the six colors of the Infinity Gems mm-hmm. as well right before it finishes. So they're, they're building up on like this Infinity War. So I imagine after Infinity War it'll change again um, because those colors won't be relevant. But it's a little longer. I think it's like 39, 40 seconds long. But there's no Spider-Man in it as well. I just want to point that out. I went through frame by frame, could not find Spider-Man at all, which is not bothersome. But um, it's we'll just, get him eventually. We'll we'll get him in there, and, and you know who knows, maybe X Men Fantastic Four. But uh, I just this this new logo, this new video thing was a great way to start off what is probably you know one of the the busiest uh, panels I, I've heard. Of. Probably it's tied. D- DC did good. I'm going to be honest before we get to that point. But this new logo, click on it, watch it. You're going to be getting used to that to to watching it several times a year uh, coming up. Probably starting with, I think it, our next movie is Doctor Strange with it. So, mm-hmm. so we'll cross our fingers. Which actually brings us to Doctor Strange. Uh, we got a new trailer uh, last yes, night. Yes, we did. A, a new trailer uh, and uh, a new theatrical poster, which looks really cool, actually. I, I really like this poster. Mike, we'll just watch this trailer for the first time before we started recording. Yes, and, I've been I've been very busy, so I, I finally had a chance to sit down and watch it. And it is the first trailer I actually watched yesterday because we were doing a, a second wedding reception for for local family. And uh, what did you think of this trailer, Mike? I, I want to know your thoughts on man. Dr. It's Finch. it's really great. We basically get to see everything that was left out of the first trailer. We get to see uh, uh, magic being reformed. Uh, mm-hmm. We get to see more mind altering bending stuff. We get a lot more detail on what's going to be happening with the story, even though we kind of already knew how the story was going to be shaken out. Uh, even though this is kind of being set in a very kind of more darker, mysterious world, we got a couple jokes in the trailer that were pretty funny. Yes. Um, yeah, but overall, it looks really, really great. Um, they're really, really doubling down on this kind of like kaleidoscope, um, like trippy visual building. Kind of yeah. Thing, yeah. Like, uh, we got just a little bit of that in the first trailer, but that seems to be uh, a main part of this film is going to be visuals like that. Yeah, so it definitely looks to be the most visually interesting Marvel movie we've seen in a long time because, you know, there's, there's like, realities turning into glass. They're creating portals across the world. Other dimensions, like, it looks like New York City's folding in on itself because you can see Avengers Tower in one of the shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a lot going on here. Grab it's very Inception, like you're right. Uh, but at the same time, like we get to see him cast magic with his hands, what that looks like, and um, I, it, it feels very much like the animated Doctor Strange movie. Uh, mm-hmm. There's even a point where he's raising his face up from just shaving his beard into a goatee, just like they did in, in the animated show. <laughs> so uh, definitely interested to see how this turns out. I mean, I think we're gonna get one more trailer before the release this November. But Doctor Strange was definitely on point. We got some look at some costumes they showed. They had on display there too, like the official costumes of Doctor Strange, uh, Baron Mordo, and the Chosen One. So uh, mm-hmm. if you guys want to take a look at that, feel free. But I, 
Doctor Strange just blew me away. I think that's one of my favorite trailers to come out of this weekend. Uh, yeah, and- yeah, you definitely can't complain. It's not my favorite trailer. We'll end up talking about that a little bit later, but mm-hmm. it was definitely it was definitely good. There's yeah. nothing there's nothing to complain about there. An improvement over the first one, and that's really all we can ask for at, at mm-hmm. this point. So, there's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange's release will be followed next May by. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of stuff on this one. I'll tell you what: no yes. footage, none whatsoever yet. However, <laughs> we did get a brand new movie logo. Um, a lot of a lot of blue and red in this one. I guess doesn't look too much different than the old one, to be honest with you. Yeah, just a little bit more polished, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, a little figure co- figuratively and literally, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's the new logo, so you can look at that. Uh, we've also found this takes place two months after the first movie. Okay. Uh, so not too far off. We found out who Kurt Russell is playing. Okay, this is probably the biggest reveal. He is Star-Lord's father, who is also known by the name Ego. And you're probably like, what does that mean, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't aware um, Kurt Russell like was a planet? Like, Okay, what's so, going so on there? Ego is known quite frequently throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe as the living planet. However, he is like a character who can change his shape. He has complete control over his body down to like the molecules. So it's not necessarily like he, he sometimes takes the shape of a sentient planet to talk to larger like celestial beings in the comics. But he can also create little humanoid offshoots of his you know, like persona kind of like avatars of himself oh okay <laughs> wow now now, now, a... now now do they take this directly from the comics we don't know Again. yeah it's it seems like maybe they're not going to i don't know that seems very very uh it, it's i don't trippy. know james james gun guardians of the galaxy is very unconventional with some of the characters that show up in that universe so maybe they will do something kind of crazy like that but maybe they just wanted to find a way to to give star lord's dad maybe some powers so they're like oh let's mm-hmm. make him ego i know that that's pretty crazy yeah, it's definitely crazy. I mean, uh, one of the original histories of him was, like, he was the result of a scientist merging with a planet when the planet sun went nova. But there's so much comics, and that was back in the 60s when things were trippy as hell. Uh, <laughs> so who knows if it will be, become the planet or not. But his name actually is Ego, and you can actually take a look at the costume he'll be wearing in our show notes as well. Uh, it's kind of generic. Nothing gives it away. Yeah, uh, actress Elizabeth Debicki will be playing the character Aisha. We we went through like fourteen different names for her at one point in time. We're like, which one's she gonna be? She'll be playing Aisha, which is the leader of uh, what's called the Sovereign People. We don't know what that means. This is an original story. Could be anything at this point, but uh, we don't have to guess what her name will be or what her role will be. But she will be the villain, is what we were told. All right. Uh, lastly, uh, as for character goes, Yondu has his characteristic fin on his head in this movie. And this fin, actually, it's like a prototype fin. This is what he looks like in the comics. For people who don't know, he has a large red fin down his head. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like this takes place in one of the scenes here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a description of some of the footage, if you don't mind. Go uh, ahead. I have so, not heard anything about footage, so. Great. So, uh, part one of the footage, there were two parts of footage. The first one, Yaket and Rondu, Rocket and Yandu fall <laughs> into a jail. And they said that, you know, they're going to be delivered to the Cree in the morning. And they won't last much longer after that. Uh, and this is from a Ravager. So apparently the Ravagers have turned against Yondu. And they have baby Groot in a cage, and um, they put him in a Ravager outfit. Uh, so uh, Yondu's trying to get baby Groot to help him. Sounds like baby Groot might have, like, attitude problems, like terrible twos kind of things. <laughs> but he also has the prototype fin that he wears on his head that we can see in the picture. And um, 
all this other stuff. So the fin actually glows whenever Yondu uses his whistle arrow power. And uh, so while Yondu is like blowing this song into the speakers, the the, the arrows are like going like farther and, and like doing much more damage than hmm. before. Right. So, so it sounds like it enhances his little little thing. So he kills about one, twenty of them with one whistle. So. Um, and then uh, Baby Groot is riding Yondo's shoulder throughout the rest of the footage. So, um, And then he throws some guy off a balcony. That's the first footage. Sounds like Yondu and Groot and Rocket are going to be palling around, causing some trouble, if you will. Uh, the second part is that Gamora, Star-Lord, and Drax are together on a building hired to stop an interdimensional beast. Um, so that's that's where uh, you know they talk about these golden people, the Sovereign who created Aisha... In the comic books, Star-Lord calls Rocket a trash panda for all you internet people <laughs> out there. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is in it. Uh, this confirmed. A huge egg-shaped thing lands as Kurt Russell emerging. He says, after all these years I found you, my name is Ego, and I'm your dad, Peter. So, and there's that. And then he's like, I created what I thought a biological would be. And Drax asks, did you make a penis to Star-Lord? And, Drax, and Star-Lord's like, yes, Drax, I have a penis, and it's not bad either. So... <laughs> Sounds right. like there's gonna be some like <laughs> amateur jokes in there as well, so we'll we'll see how this pans out. But um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, the first one's a hit. It it no one expected it to be as big as it did, and I I'm excited to see what the second one brings to the table. I like the cosmic Marvel stuff. It's gonna yeah be yeah, th- unique. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, I'm not surprised we didn't get any official footage released. I th- probably a little too soon for it, but it doesn't surprise me that Hall H got to see it. One of the pros of waiting in line all night to see something like that. But uh, that sound that sounds yeah. awesome. I want to I want to watch all of that. <laughs> it, I definitely think we're going to be getting it in the next couple months because it's next May. So this is our big summer release next month. So mm-hmm. really excited to see kind of where that goes uh, and and where that is. Then followed up next summer, a year from now, we will have already seen. Spider-Man Homecoming. Can you believe that? Yeah. Exciting. Uh, so some of the, the stuff here that we've got, and this is um, actually kind of revolutionary as well. Uh, the actor Tony Revolori, he was in the Grand Budapest Hotel, is playing Flash Thompson. So oh, cool. We will get that. And then uh, the actress uh, Zendaya will be uh, Liz Allen, a character from uh, the comic books. So um, they're playing characters we haven't seen a lot of in, in a couple movies. And they showed some actual first footage of the movie, even though they're still filming it. Um, I'm not going to go through all of this, but, like, you know, a lot of it started off with, you know, shots of Spider-Man in Civil War um, Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, And then, you know, there's, like, uh, they're playing, like, girls in this high school are playing, you know, Fuck, Mary Kill with the Avengers because, you know, that's Uh the universe they live in. (laughs) Um, And then there's shots of him running down a hallway, zipping a hoodie over his costume, climbing walls, fighting, and then one of his friends doing a handshake. But then the biggest surprise is the vulture comes down a tube with his crazy armor, which we have concept art of. You can click right now and look at the vulture concept art. He looks awesome <laughs> yeah uh, I, I was kind of looking over it he's got like a uh, a very high-tech type of costume so this isn't like may, you may have seen him back in the day in the comic books where it kind of looks almost like cloth or something like that feathers like real mechanical. feathers yeah and and the, the the mechanics fit very well within like I guess the technology of the Marvel Universe you know uh, the handles that he's holding onto the wings with kind of look like the uh, armor and contraptions that were like around crossbones and stuff mm-hmm. like that the wings have fans inside of them. They almost kind of look like the the wings from the um, from Quinjet. the uh, 
the Quinjets. Yeah, exactly. So it definitely fits within the within the technology of the universe here. On the concept art, his, his he seems to have a pretty straightforward helmet with kind of like green glowing eyes. I wonder if maybe that's going to get fleshed out more on screen to maybe look a little bit more unique than just a helmet. But yeah, so far this looks pretty sick. Yeah, it's, it's kind of dark. It's not full. We can't see the full body, so there might be some more on the back of it. But I mean, definitely fits into the cinematic universe. Definitely looks like it's a, a contraption that, that some bodies put themselves in rather than, mm-hmm. you know... Um, Doing that, it kind of almost the the wings give me a uh, goblin glider vibe to them, but maybe a little yeah. more malleable. Yeah, and I, I wonder if somehow any of this is going to tie into maybe the program that made the wings for the Falcon. You know, because I just feel like oh, it's yeah. too it's too coincidental to have a bad guy with pretty much the same abilities that the Falcon has with the flight with uh, this technology. Because I'm I'm looking at the wings right now, and it looks like there's mechanics on the other underside that make it look like it might fold in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like So maybe he could possibly carry it around with him. So maybe this is kind of like a, a dude with maybe military background or something like that. He, maybe... He- it's the Falcon, May- but with a goatee, like in it's like <laughs> evil Falcon. Yeah, but maybe it's something like that. You know, maybe a Falcon is a good guy, and a, and a, and a good guy. He went along a path and got a suit and became a hero. Maybe this is like a bad guy who went along a different path and became a bad guy. But yeah, it looks pretty cool. We have not seen the Falcon yet on the big screen, so I think that's awesome. Vulture, vulture, vulture. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, birds are confused. It's Two fine. Birds. However, there was a Mini Mates toy panel who did say that the Tinker and Shocker are also in the movie. Ooh, Shocker. That's I think that's everybody's going to I think everybody's going to know him mainly from uh the 90s animated series. He was a big yeah. part in that. Most people think he has electric powers. He actually has vibrational powers and, mm-hmm. and that's where the, there's like a shock wave rather than an electric shock. So mm-hmm. uh, so people are that but yeah, Tinker and Shocker. Tinker we kind of knew about. He I think he builds all this stuff. And the Shocker will kind of have, I guess, Quake-like powers, if I was a better mm-hmm. So, um, But they said that they don't have enough reference pinks for these characters, so they can't build the toys yet. Mm, gotcha. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Black, or no, I'm, uh, I'm skipping ahead of myself. After <laughs> Spider-Man is Thor Ragnarok, which actually was the first bit of news I got yesterday. They have a new retro-looking logo. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of looks like an 80s VHS vibe to it. Yeah, it's a very – it's a cool logo, but from all the things that I've heard about this movie, this does not fit with what I've heard. So, But it looks very, very cool. I can I can easily say that. Yeah, who knows if this will change. We have, again, um, till next November. So two Novembers uh-huh. till this comes out. So I think it could change again if there's enough but, feedback. But you know what? It does kind of look like a logo that you might see on the front of like a heavy metal album or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And you know when you think heavy metal, you think of like good Norse gods and stuff like that and swords and axes. So maybe that's kind of the inspiration they drew there. But it's a cool logo. Yeah, definitely. It looks like uh, there's a uh, like a Far Cry game, like Blood Dragon. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the Blood Dragon kind of font there. So yeah, that's mm. cool. Uh, but also we have confirmation the Planet Hulk gladiator armor, and this is taken straight from the comic books, folks. You could not mm-hmm. get better Planet Hulk <laughs> armor if you tried. Yeah, and I think this this basically kind of confirms something we've been saying for a long time is they would probably never be able to hold down a standalone Planet Hulk movie, uh, probably because one the reason rights. is the rights. Yeah, of course, and also that you know there's there's just it's a weird way to to, to translate it to live action because you don't really get much Bruce Banner on that end. Uh, you just mainly get Hulk most of the time. So it looks like they found a really ingenious way to to fold in the Planet Hulk story 
the best parts of the story, which is basically where he's decked out in armor like like a gladiator into the Thor world. And I think that's just a perfect mix. And that awesome idea is probably what makes this one of the most movies I'm excited for. I think I would choose to see this more than even Spider-Man coming out right now because I kind of know what I'm going to get with a Spider-Man movie and I'm still excited for it but man I'm excited to see these two guys in a movie they're they're going off the walls for Thor Ragnarok they're pulling out Mm -hmm. all the stops to get us hyped and they have everyone hyped to a new level Uh, some concept art they show that we don't have includes Hela but also Surtur the fire demon was revealed Uh to be in this movie Um, he was teased about in Earth's Minus Hero season 2 and would have been the villain in season 3 uh, before they canceled it, but um, I'm kind of surprised. I feel like that's kind of a throwaway for this character, but uh, we got to see how he's used, I guess. Yeah, so. maybe maybe he's uh, something that's going to kind of be bubbling in the background, and then maybe he'll come up maybe maybe later. Maybe he's a villain. Maybe he's the villain for like Phase 4 or Phase 5 or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he could be bigger than a, what he actually Thor, is. A Thor 4, if you will, villain, but... I, I don't know. I'm excited for Thor Ragnarok. It's high up on the list. Like you said, you, we know what we're getting with Spider-Man, but Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor, they're going new stories, man. So let's mm-hmm. let's get our hopes up and, and get hyped on that armor. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther is the movie after that in, in the, I guess, uh, February of 2018. We got a little ways before we get there, but we're getting there. Uh, they also gave us a new movie, movie logo for Black Panther, black and gold kind of looking like. And that, yeah, it looks that, awesome. That gold looks slick. Um, I don't think they'll change the vibranium from silver to gold, but if they did on his costume, that looked pretty cool too. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they also confirmed that the movie begins filming this January. Awesome. About on schedule. Michael B. Jordan has been confirmed as Eric Killmonger, the villain. Ooh, villain! I like that. Lupita Nyong'o is Nakia, uh, the door. Uh, one of the Dora Milaje. This is the Black Panthers like guards. They were in Civil War. It was mm-hmm. going to fight with the Black Widow bald head member um and then so she was she's from star wars the force awakens she played the little short girl the yoda the yoda mm-hmm. in that movie then uh i believe i'm pronouncing dana guerrera is sure sure <laughs> she's from the walking dead she plays um the chick with the, the katana oh the gotcha dead. yeah i can't think of her name michonne wow. she plays michonne yeah in that. there you go and then uh she plays a character Oko- okoye who is the leader of the Dormalache. So she was the newest casting edition, and uh, they brought them all out there and confirmed this on the panel right then and there. Ooh, that's awesome. Be wary, though. When people from The Walking Dead start to get movie roles, they might be worried that they're going to get killed off on the show. So maybe look, be on the lookout for Michonne. Maybe oh, they get the axe. <laughs> or the baseball bat, if you will. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> However, you might think this is the end of the Marvel news. It is not. Much like their panel no. yesterday, we have one more big announcement. Yeah, this was this was really really big. I was not expecting this. This this uh, to bury the lead a little bit more is while I was waiting for the Weird Al concert to start last night. You know, I was kind of rolling through my Twitter feed. You know, to try to keep up with uh, what was coming out of Hall H. And I scroll past this one. I'm just like, oh, holy crap! I can't believe they've confirmed this. Captain Marvel has been cast, and it will yes. be Brie Larson as yeah. Carol Danvers in the movie. And we have a new movie logo for it, so you can look at that while we talk about Everything it. Everything gets a logo. <laughs> Everything gets a new logo with the new Marvel Studios logo. Uh, again, this is I think it's a 2018 movie, like maybe 2019 at this point. Captain Marvel's a long way off. Uh, uh-huh. But they, they cast Brie Larson, and she was on stage, and she got her photo with everybody, and they are more than welcoming to her, so we no longer have to guess who... Uh, who Captain Marvel will be. However, this early casting announcement means she might pop up along the way. 
kind of slowly Maybe? introduce her as we go. Well, that's not a bad idea. So what do you, what do you think about the casting announcement? Um, I, I don't have any problem with her. I mean, we reported that it was kind of going to be Brie Larson a few weeks ago anyway, so mm-hmm. not really a surprise to me, but I definitely have no qualms with, with this as, as Captain Marvel Carol Ambers. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to wait to see her in the, in the suit at, at first. Uh, I, I kind of I Googled how tall she was just because she always seemed kind of short to me. She's kind of average uh, female height, about 5'7". But I've, I've, I've always pictured Captain Marvel just very statuesque, very tall, you know, something that uh, little girls uh, figuratively and literally have to look up to. So I was kind of expecting maybe a taller casting announcement, but well, that could just be – that could be totally uh, not an issue. I mean, camera Tom tricks, Cru- man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise is short as hell, and it doesn't even matter. So I think as uh, as long as she puts on that costume, I'm kind of hoping maybe they shave the side of her head. I really like that version of Captain Marvel where they kind of have that faux hawk and the side of the head shaved. So I I hope they I hope they go pretty daring and do that. But yeah, once I once I see her all fleshed out, all in the costume, I think I can get excited. But Brie Larson is is, is a force though. She's she's a, an amazing actor. So I'm not worried about her acting abilities at all. Yeah. So we were like what I guess a year and a half away from Infinity War part one mm-hmm. so she could show up there first but i think she would i mean i don't think she'll be in guardians of the galaxy volume two since she's created from the kree experiments but uh she could show up somewhere else along the way so we'll have to keep our eyes open and see where she does pop up so mm-hmm. uh we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that but that's all our marvel news for this week which is quite a bit <sighs> so, of marvel so news. much a big thick stack of it yes a huge portion of our news is marvel but now we're going to switch gears and talk a little bit about Fox and X-Men's offerings. Uh, Fox didn't bring a whole lot to this, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. Something that wasn't brought up at the thing is actually uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Home release date, digital is September 9th and physical is October 4th. So those looking yeah. to own X-Men Apocalypse, uh, you just got to wait a month uh, or two months if you want to actually own it, own it like I do. So that's it. And if you pre-order it, you get a Dazzler cover featuring Dazzler, the scene mutant who can turn voice into light waves or something. They cut, <laughs> she had she had a the, like she has a record in the movie, and they cut that whole scene out where they go to the mall. So definitely a very stupid move on, on X Men Apocalypse's part to do that. Uh, second up, we got our first trailer for the X Men Marvel team up show uh, Legion. And the yeah, first this was there. This was pretty exciting. I wasn't expecting to get anything from this because I, I think the last time we reported, we I don't even know if we said this was filming yet. I was surprised it had anything to show, but I was impressed. This trailer looks like they're making a really, really intricate show. This is, a, a, to me, to use the phrase mindfuck, this was a little trippier than Doctor Strange was, to be honest. Uh-huh. Because he's got powers, and they say they say mutant in the movie, in the show. So they say he's a mutant. Um, and his logo has a, like an X, like the X-Men logo. So mm. I am interested to see where they tie all that into. I don't know what his power sets are, but it looks like he kind of absorbs them as he goes. Yeah, I think that's kind of uh, what it, what they tried to imply in the trailer. I love that they're not leaning away from the word mutant. It almost seemed like this trailer was cut to where if you just remove two seconds of it, um, uh, and kind of reworked it. Maybe it could feel like a, an original idea, which I think worked works well in its favor. Like it kind of seems like an original concept idea of a show, and but you know they're attaching it to the X Men universe. And I think that might help it out really, really well. Uh, yeah, it, it, it looks really, really great. I mean, FX can put out some really good shows like Fargo. Yeah. So you, you also don't know what's real or what's not in this trailer from from what mm-hmm. it's implying as well, which is really cool and kind of leaves 
mystique to it and i, I want to see not mystique the mutant but like, you know, <laughs> mysteriousness yeah. i want to see mysteriousness and i want i don't i want to go in kind of blind but kind of like i went in with preacher and i really love preacher so uh we'll we'll keep you posted when legion comes out uh, this fall on fx or i guess spring i don't know one of those two when it premieres we'll let you know and give you a, a lowdown so speaking of preacher i got to sit in on a panel with uh dominic cooper up there oh. and i had no idea that man was an englishman that really really threw me <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I, um, I heard him talk. I think he did a, a preview for Warcraft before a movie I saw once, and it, uh-huh. that's where I found out. So yeah, but he said uh, he said he's definitely open up to the idea of coming back and being Howard Stark. So that's not off the table. No announcements there, but uh, it would be cool to see him as Howard Stark again. But yes, uh, he, that's my little Dominic Cooper tidbit. <laughs> and he was not at the Marvel panel, correct? Uh, I I don't believe so. No, he was mm-hmm. on a panel of like uh, just uh, of. Uh, action stars uh okay. modern day action i don't remember the name of it but he was up there with like the some dude from lost he was up there with uh the guy with the flamethrower powers from legends of tomorrow and okay yeah, yeah. some we're, dude from we, we vikings know details, too so let's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well anyway we're gonna start talking warner brothers and cw and we're gonna start off with talking about fantastic beasts and where to find them a uh-huh. second trailer or third trailer, I don't know, I lost track, has arisen from the Comic-Con. It actually shows the Beast. So Yeah, I, I knew you would be excited because it's uh, finally a trailer where you get to see the little critters. Or yes. the big critters. <laughs> yeah, look, critters of some sort. It looks like kind of like a... Uh, you ever see the Scooby-Doo and the 13 Ghosts TV show when you were younger? <laughs> Uh, I don't, maybe I don't know. So Scooby Doo or their team lets out this like go- box of like thirteen ghosts, and they have to spend like a whole series like chasing them down and putting the ghosts back up. And this kind of looks like that. So it looks like um, he goes to America, and these creatures get out of his suitcase, and now he has to go back and find them and put them back in the suitcase. But um, looks like uh, the guy who played Bullseye in the Daredevil movie can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. There we go. Um, <laughs> I want to say Colin Firth, but I'm like it's not Colin Firth. I know that. Uh, is some sort of wizard like trying to kill them or capture them for his own purposes along the way? So um, definitely interesting. I like this trailer much better, and they had the little Harry Potter motif playing in the background a little bit more. Yeah, it, it was uh, really great. Lots of action, lots of magic going around. I watched the trailer with my wife, who is a huge Harry Potter fan, and she was basically uh, drooling over it. So we know that it's definitely uh, catering well to the Harry Potter fans. And it seems a tad bit more mature. Uh, Not necessarily darker, but I'm just saying all the characters and the main characters in the movie are older than kids that we're used to seeing. So I kind of like that maybe we'll get to deal with kind of a little bit more mature themes in it. You know, there's kind of a scene... (laughs) There was kind of a scene where two uh, grown women bring two grown men back to their place, and there was a little, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge going on there. So this looks like a really fun movie, and this is I'll definitely be seeing this at uh, first showing on Thursday. Yeah, we'll definitely be checking that out uh, for for the Harry Potter. It looks good, so uh, I'm I'm down. The the effects look just like the old Harry Potter movies. The characters look like they're out of the old Harry Potter series, so that's that's cool by me. They didn't, Uh they're not offending me with this, okay? That's that's (laughs) what we're going to say. And another trailer you watched before we started today is the Lego Batman trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess the second one or the first long one. I don't know what it is. I, I have second trailer written down, so obviously it's the second trailer because I'm always right. But <laughs> the whole time you're watching it, I don't hear the trailer, but I hear you laughing at it. Oh, uh, yeah. It was really funny. So this trailer features a lot more Robin than the other one did. Uh, kind of being goofy and silly. And I'm pretty sure that's... Um, Michael Sarah as Robin. Yeah. So yep. he he doesn't sound as much like him. Like it's not that annoying Michael Sarah voice, like the nasally 
whiny one. <laughs> so I was really entertained. The Batman there, the jokes are funny. I mean, I think Alfred's on fire at some point, maybe. It's <laughs> like it's just the humor from the original Lego movie is there, and like it just Batman oriented. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah, I think it's yeah, funny. it's good. It's going to be great. I'm really curious where they're going to go next after Lego Batman. I I would love to maybe if they don't do a sequel and maybe they just move on to a totally different IP. Maybe it's like Lego Gandalf the movie. I don't know something crazy like that. I would love the Lego universe to just traverse different characters and just parry to that. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, w- I would follow uh, the um, the ghost from the the first one who was voiced by. Uh... Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, I would, uh, I would yeah. follow the movie based on him. Maybe, maybe a prequel before he became the ghost. Yeah, so that, that's a good one. I enjoy that. So like a Batman movie, we give, we give it our thumbs up. The CW brought some news a little bit here. Um, not as much as I thought it would, but a little bit. Um, so the CW is rumored to be bringing Batman, Oracle, and Batwoman to the TV universe. This is not confirmed. This is just rumors. But I definitely could see it happening because they're getting yeah. all the all the DC shows. Yeah, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, last week, if I remember right. The idea that maybe Batman could show up, you know, since we're since we're getting Superman as well. Um, I'm curious to see how that will work. I mean, Batman is such a such a presence, such a mm-hmm. screen presence, especially with the the new the Ben Affleck Batman we have. That costume is amazing. He's a huge, very dominating force. So obviously Batman's not going to be getting his own show. He'll probably maybe only pop up once or twice a season. But I hope they just really nail it because if they don't, it's just going to look silly. Yeah, and a lot of you might be asking, but what about Gotham? Isn't that the Batman show? Well, Batman's not in that show, so it really doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. But CW's working things out with Fox to get those characters over because Oracle and Batwoman and Batman are not in that show. So I don't mm-hmm. think it would be a problem. They, like they may have to pay them a little money, maybe or something. But or I don't know what the, the terms would be. But I don't think it would be a problem. I think they could totally pull it off and, and, yeah. and get them over. And then also, actress Katie Cassidy has been uh, confirmed as a series regular across all four current CW shows. Uh, Katie Cassidy was the Black Canary, and yeah. we know she she died in the most recent season of Arrow. Spoiler alert! But whatever. If you're if you're in the news industry, you're gonna get spoiled. Um, but uh, so she's a series regular across all four shows, which is interesting because that includes she's been in The Flash, she's been in Arrow, she's not been in Legends of Tomorrow that I know about, but her sister was, and then she also includes Supergirl now. Yeah, I'm really curious how that's gonna work. Is she gonna come back as like from a different universe, a different Earth, and she's gonna be a totally different character? I don't know. Well, that actually might be answered in our next topic, Mike. The Flash mm-hmm. season three. Will be Flashpoint in a whole new universe. Everything's changed. The history of what the Flash did is now gone, and I think that will carry over to the other shows. Actually, I I am almost a hundred percent sure it will because <laughs> another thing that you can get from Comic Con is just a word of mouth throughout the convention center. While I was in the bathroom, I overheard one guy who was taking a leak talking about how he was in one of the TV guide panels, and in the panel. Uh, one of the people up on stage uh, slipped kind of a spoiler out that what's happening in the Flash point is going to affect the Arrow universe. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of stopped himself and was like, oh, I don't know if I was supposed to say that. So, uh, so yeah, I guess uh, Flashpoint is going to be affecting the other shows. I still think this isn't going to affect it 
for very long. I don't think they're going to go an entire 23-episode season of just a totally different reality to revert it back to normal. I think maybe it'll be a couple episodes, and then things will go back to normal. I'm thinking but up then, to winter break. The winter break cliffhanger will be where yeah, it changes. Yeah, yeah, maybe, possibly, but it, it's definitely not going to be the new norm. It's just going to stick around and give us some kind of new plot to play with, but I think things will go back to normal. Yeah. Just so, like just like in the comic books, that's how it always happens. Yeah, so another rumor is that Aquaman is to make an appearance or, or I guess, a, a notable effect on the Flashpoint world. Um, <laughs> because, again, there's like an arrow, the blink and you miss it, uh, 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 Green Lantern kind of thing with Hal Jordan or something like that. They're at Ferris Air sometimes. So like uh-huh. there's these bigger DC heroes that that are there but not there, but with they're bringing in Superman and and Batman, you know, maybe they're they're not too afraid to use some of these other characters now. Um, yeah, maybe. But the new trailer kind of shows how bad, not bad, bad, like it's not terrible quality, but how messed up the Flashpoint world is because of what Barry did. Um, I wouldn't fully know because I stopped the trailer. <laughs> he did stop the trailer. I watched it. Uh, to me. The Flash lost me a little bit of my hope on the season finale uh, because of the just kind of it felt rushed. It didn't feel like the actual show does. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that season three isn't just me like shaking my head a lot at this and be like, "Why are you just you're just changing things to change things?" So, um, uh, well, we all know the CW steams my broccoli when it comes to releasing stuff too soon. So I got about halfway through that trailer and then they kind of started to show some beats that it looked like were going to be in the season premiere. And I was like, no, I want to see that stuff on my own. So I got to the part where they're showing Cisco and I was like, no, I don't want to see this alternate reality Cisco right now. So I paused it. So yeah, well definitely, well definitely if you guys are interested in the trailer, it's there for you to watch and it's, I don't know. We're just going to have to see how it plays out. Cause, but I, I was looking for Tom Felton, the guy who plays Draco Malfoy and I don't think he's in the trailer once. So mm-hmm. that was kind of disappointing to me. Uh, however, it might also affect Supergirl season two since it will now be on the CW. I um, think it's gotta somehow. Yeah. So they the only thing I got out of this is the actor Chris Wood, who's in the Vampire Diaries, Containment, all these other CW shows, uh, is cast as a mysterious DC character who has pretty much been confirmed as Mon L. Um, Mon L is you know Cal L is Superman, but he was a member uh-huh. of the Justice League Society, which is. Um, or I guess Legion of Superheroes kind of thing. Um, It's just another, like, alternate version of the Justice League. Who knows? I don't know. I'm so, like, not invested in Supergirl yet. So, like, when anything gets announced, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm basically going to make it uh, their responsibility to catch me up with season two of Supergirl because I didn't watch season one. So if they're going to fold it in with the CW universe, hopefully they they make it easy for me because I don't have the time to watch 23 episodes of Supergirl. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, the the whole thing is Mon-El is what's called a Daxamite, which has the identical powers and looks of Kryptonians, but they're not kryptonians um he's invulnerable to lead instead of kryptonite so so all right (laughs) we're gonna see if that's it i don't know supergirl like hook us like get us in there we'll we'll watch it maybe so yeah that's it for the tv world not a lot of news in out of cw's tv world however warner brothers brought the heat with their all age panels and the first thing we're going to talk about is actually the most the closest movie, which has Suicide Squad. I think we're mm-hmm. two weeks away, less than two weeks away from Suicide Squad. 
uh, the the soundtrack trailer was released, and Mike asked me, "What the hell's a soundtrack trailer?" <laughs> yeah. So the past couple weeks, they've released I think one song off the Suicide Squad soundtrack a week, like you know from Twenty One Pilots. This newest one was Skrillex and Rick Ross with a song called Purple Lamborghini this week. So this is a three minute trailer featuring like one minute of like three songs off this mm-hmm. trailer and like showing a bunch of new footage. Um, it's it's just got some new footage, and it's a trailer, final one. So if you're not sold, this trailer might do it for you. <laughs> so we had a final Suicide Squad trailer, trailer, but then we have another final trailer that has new footage in it. So they've had so many tra- – I stopped watching them a couple months back just because it's a little excessive. Yeah, well, the, the, the best part is I watch this, and I still have no idea what's going on. So that's <laughs> well, the best okay. part about Suicide Squad. No matter what I see, I'm going to be completely clueless when I get in there in, in two weeks um, or a week and a half now. So, um, if you're interested in that, um, this doesn't use any of the classical music that the first trailers used. It's all the new songs off the new album. So, uh-huh. check it out and do that. And then, after you're done with that, you can catch out the brand new Wonder Woman trailer. We got one. Here we go. This was the best trailer of Comic-Con, in my opinion. Uh, Warner Brothers really had to bring it this year. Uh, obviously, everybody knows, especially everybody down at this convention, <laughs> knows that Batman and Superman was a big old stinker, and Warner Brothers really needed to uh, bring it. And they did. They came with trailers and trailers and images. And, and then officially lot. released them. Yeah, and a lot more than anybody thought that we were going to be getting. So this Wonder Woman trailer was really 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 surprising um i actually uh watched it second uh we're gonna talk about another trailer after this one but i was like oh i can wait to watch a woman woman trailer it's not a big deal you know but man when i watched it the action scenes toward the second half of the trailer are just uh, pretty astounding. I love that we kind of get an idea of where the story is going to go. Um, it's definitely entrenched, uh, pun intended, with World War One, with a lot of trench battle and warfare. A lot of people died in World War One, so I think that's going to shape a lot of the way that um, Wonder Woman sees mankind. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really great, and they brought in that... Um, uh, Junkie XL mm-hmm. score uh, at the very end of the trailer to the reveal her logo and whew, it was just it really hit me got me gave me goosebumps and yeah this trailer was really amazing yeah so I am actually kind of on the other side of the fence I, I think this is a good trailer but not the best trailer um, I don't think Doctor Strange I mean Doctor Strange is up there but the next trailer we're going to talk about is one of my favorites and it might surprise a lot of people but mm-hmm. Wonder Woman the, there's one thing I have to complain with it a lot of it feels like some of the scenes pulled from Batman v Superman. Uh, Wonder Woman is in a small room with a bunch of people, and she has to take them down, much like Batman did at the warehouse, like Doc Warehouse. And there's a lot of slow motion in this trailer, and I think that bothered me a little bit. But I am still on board with Wonder Woman. I love, awesome. I love the colors. I love the feel. It feels World War One. It doesn't feel like you know it. Like she is out of place in this World War One. Like her character is, and it looks like it. She looks oh, yeah, like she's, she's in World War One, and she's sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah, she's got that shining armor. She's like knocking mortar shells away with her shield, and mm. it it it's it's pretty sick. It, it is awesome. So I I mean it, it's not a bad trailer by any means, but it's not my favorite. My favorite comes in the form of Justice League. Yeah, so. and I and <laughs> I, I I think maybe you can agree with me here, where I was not expecting 
to see a trailer, and <laughs> the trailer we got was like a full-fledged trailer. This wasn't even like a teaser trailer. I was shocked that we got this much Justice League, especially for a movie that I was surprised comes out next winter. Isn't this November next year? I believe so. Um, Which was amazing. Like, that's a strategic point of view. I mean, if they have this much of the movie filmed already, this does not need to be a, a winter movie. This could come out in the summer. So it seems like they're strategically putting this after the summer. So it's November 17th, and well, the thing is, they Batman v Superman that was done for almost a year before they released it, Wonder Woman will be have been done for over a year by the time they release it, so it's just DC's post-production. They spend a lot of time doing it. So I, I, think, I think that's in the norm for them, but we got a trailer, and it features all of the Justice League that have been confirmed, minus Green Lantern. We get to see The Flash. We get to see Cyborg. We get to see Wonder Woman, Batman, Aquaman, oh my gosh... I can't believe how good, how funny was this trailer, Mike? Like, the humor was there. This is not a dark, dreary trailer. This is not a dark, dreary movie, I feel, like Batman v Superman was. I think they're actually listening to the critics. I would would hope so. I hope Zack Snyder can find a way to uh, bring himself uh, back from the places that he took Batman v Superman. Um, It it seems... It seems like this is very much a Comic-Con trailer. Mm -hmm. It seems like if they were going to release a Justice League trailer outside of a convention, it would have been a lot different. This It's it's a very oddly, I don't want to say oddly paced trailer, but it's very strange. It's more like a montage of meeting these characters. Very untraditional type of structure for a trailer. Well, the thing is, we will have not met three of these characters by the time the movie rolls around. Um, Mm -hmm. So they need to introduce them quickly and to the audiences that don't know who they are. couple things i was worried about i was worried about how the flash would look compared to how much we love the tv version and as uh-huh. you can tell in this image we have of all six members even superman isn't he dead uh, <laughs> uh by the way the flash his armor looks way different his suit looks way different he's covered in wires and red armor very modular but his effects on the screen when he moves the lightning is still going on around him uh-huh. Um, his the way he moves in the trailer catching Batman's battering, which we described this scene a couple weeks ago, so I'm glad they, they had it in there. Um, the way he moves is just awesome. Like I, yeah. it, it looks visually different, and I think it's going to be a great something we see on on that we can only see on film and we'll never see on TV. Yeah, I haven't really quite settled into the look of the Flash and Cyborg yet. Uh, I think I prefer kind of more of a spandex type of suit for the Flash, mainly because it seems to make sense for all the characters out there that could have a spandex suit. I would imagine the Flash would have one because he's very quick, and and there's actually people that run out there in very slim, tight-fitting clothing. So I was kind of expecting a little bit more along that side. I kind of wish it didn't have that armor look, but, you know, maybe in the movie it'll look better. Cyborg just looks very strange. I can't. It's hard for me to emotionally connect with that character when he's just covered in CG. It doesn't look like he's covered in in like mechanical parts. It looks like he's covered in CG. Exactly. And and this is I mean, Cyborg. I, I great. We get to see a, a good look at Cyborg um, and, mm-hmm. and what he's going to look like. But they. I mean, again, this is early. They have a year and a half to t- to tweak this CG because that doesn't feel right yet. It feels very mm-hmm. forced. And maybe because it's early, we give them, we'll give them a pass on this, Mike. They have. But uh, I guess almost 17 months to work yeah. on this. I mean, Aquaman looks sick. Uh, obviously, they're carrying over the look of Wonder Woman, and she looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm really curious to see what happens when Superman comes back to life. Hopefully, have a little bit more of a personality yeah. when he's reborn. Uh, but um, 
it was I'm I'm I think I'm just more shocked that we got Justice League fo- footage to begin with. Yeah. Not necessarily what's in the trailer, just yeah. that we had anything to look at. Yeah, I enjoy it, and then kind of like how um, Aquaman Aquaman we don't see him actually doing anything in this other than being like absorbed by water. So the mm-hmm. only reason we get a look at this suit is from the image uh, you can see on our YouTube and our show notes, but he's not in that that suit uh, normally. But uh, I just, I don't know, I had a good time with Justice League, and that, that shocked me. I think that that really shocked me. And if you guys also want to take a look at the individual logos for each character that they released, you can take a look at those um, through the link below. I'm not going to put them in the video. There's too many of them. And we all know that, you know, Lex Luthor had someone pay to, to make those for his secret <laughs> email files. But Justice League, I don't know, it just, it's not what I expected the Justice League to be after the the tri- the dumpster fire Batman v Superman was and people might hate on me for saying that but I'm 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 looking up and up and both these movie trailers if they deliver on what they're promising we're going to be talking entirely different come next year yeah so I'm really excited for Justice League let's know uh, Aquaman since we're talking about his his look there if you want to take a look um, Will Beale is confirmed as the writer of the Aquaman movie um, alongside James Wan's doing the script or I guess the outline, but Will Beal was actually originally hired to write the Justice League uh, before Chris Terrio joined in um, with, with, with Ben Affleck and, and, and did that. So um, he's got some news, in, like some work in the, the DC stuff, so hopefully he can give us a good Aquaman movie and, and kind of stay true to, to what, where they're going. I don't know who Will Beale is other than that, so we're we're gonna we're gonna move along. Yeah, yeah we'll just have to. I, I was kind of entranced looking at Aquaman in his armor right now. It, it looks pretty sick, so I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Exactly, Justice League just it I it, this hard. Everyone's like, oh, who won Comic Con? I'm like, we did. We won. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, like I can't pick favorites out of each one. They both delivered on 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 stuff we never thought they would, and and we win. We get the best of every world. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, on the DC front, the Justice League uh, action cartoon did a sizzle reel. It's not a trailer; it's a sizzle reel of like some of the action, and it feels very much like, "Oh, there's my train right on time outside." <laughs> All aboard the hype train! Hype train! It sounds. It looks a lot like Batman the animated series meets Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yeah, it kind of seems to be more um, uh, wider, uh, bigger, bigger eyes, uh, a little bit more uh, animated uh, characters, uh, especially when you get to see the action. Uh, it looks, it looks really, really cool. Uh, I do my best not to get too excited about animated uh, uh, superhero TV shows because, as we all know, they're around for two seasons and they never exist again. So I don't know. Maybe this one will stand the test of time more than anything else was. Yeah, I, I don't know. We, we, we might as well just set in for like we got two seasons of this and that we, we that's it but it looks great and i think they're, they're they're branched out into some obscure characters which is what you can do in animation and that's why uh-huh. i compared to earth's mightiest heroes because in the second season it, it really went wild and and ran away and had some fun so i'm hoping this can do the same uh-huh. speaking of tv shows we got our first look at uh peter sernifowitz as the tick uh in the amazon tick show and i don't know how to take this <laughs> I don't. Uh, you're the only one that I could I could ask about this because I don't really uh, I don't really know much about the tick. So how do you feel? <laughs> so the mask is very much uh, fits the comic book, but I I don't know if you ever watched the original Tick show uh, with um, I can't think of his name. He plays uh, Joe Swanson's voice in Family Guy, and uh, he's Putty in Seinfeld. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I don't feel bad because we got so much going on. But the tick, this does not look like this is like too detailed, like for <laughs> my liking. I don't know. The gloves don't fit his hands very well either. 
but again, the tick is a parody thing to begin with. It's not mm-hmm. supposed to be taken seriously. So I, I we also know he's British. I kind of want to hear what he sounds like and, and see some clips of the show, which premieres August nineteenth. So we we've got a couple weeks to watch. To wait, it's but. a really it's a really crazy costume. It looks just really weird, but maybe that's just what makes it kind of funny. That it's just very detailed. Like he's got like abs and this giant cod piece in between his legs, and it kind of looks very insecty, like a tick. So maybe that's just gonna seem really weird in a very normal world, you know? Yeah. Again, he's all parody, so I expect a lot of humor out of it. Uh, but it might mm-hmm. be very dry humor that won't land very well. It will not uh, latch onto us as much as a tick will in real life if you, if you <laughs> um anyway game of thrones you watch game of thrones i Hell watch game yeah, of thrones. I watch game of thrones uh i i'm not the biggest fan of game of thrones but i watch Ooh, it. i love i love me some game of thrones what my, you got okay there are only 15 episodes left mike uh, uh, I, I, had a, I had a feeling that's one more than i thought i thought we were gonna be left with uh 14 episodes maybe even 12 so I'm, that's I'm, awesome i'm hoping 15 in a movie if you will uh, mm-hmm. but um Next season is seven episodes only instead of ten, and it's not premiering until the summer because they want to film actual in winter places. Oh, wow. So it's almost kind of like double bad news, but you knew it was kind of coming anyway. Like, So not only are you only getting seven episodes and then eight episodes with the last season, but now we have to wait even longer. You know, Game of Thrones was usually a um, – a, a late spring show so now we're mm-hmm. gonna have to wait even longer and i was like oh man so i don't know what are you gonna do i mean it's awesome stuff so i'll i'll let them do whatever they want to do to make the best show because it's so good but um it's gonna be interesting to see how the show wraps up yeah definitely i i mean we don't know we are now beyond the books the books can't uh tell us what's going on anymore so we're mm-hmm. on brand new territory we're, we're gonna see how this goes so sorry it's shorter but and you have to wait a little longer but you know such as such as good television if you will such as life <laughs> much like the next show which had to wait several years between seasons mike sherlock season four is finally Ooh, coming out next year finally and we got a trailer the first trailer this snuck under everyone's noses last night uh with the first trailer uh we get to see toby jones who played um uh he was a, one of the villains in, in the first captain america movie uh, the scientist who put his body in the computer in Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. I can't think of his name. God, I'm horrible at names today. Uh, it's all right. I, I, I won't hold it against you. But Toby Jones is the villain, and possibly it looks like every character Sherlock's ever interacted with is coming back this season. And mm-hmm. they are not very happy with him as he's growing out his like goatee and and stuff. Isn't it just isn't it just very bizarre watching this trailer? Since the last time we watched Sherlock, it, it was before they kind of became huge mega stars. Uh-huh. I mean, Bener- Benedict Cumberbatch is like as uh, as uh, some people say at the height of his powers, if you will. And uh, Martin Freeman is nothing to scoff at either. He was in three uh, blockbuster Hobbit movies, plus he's been in some other awesome TV shows. So I'm just watching this trailer, and it's just like it's just very weird watching it. Like these are mega stars, and they're returning back uh, just to the BBC for a little TV show that we all love called Sherlock. Well, I don't remember seeing Martin Freeman very often in this trailer. It's much more of a focus on Benedict Cumberbatch himself. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll definitely see that. I mean, this show started in 2010. And then the last season was actually aired in January first, twenty fourteen. So we will have waited three years by the time this comes out. So oh yeah, wow, we're everybody's excited to get us some Sherlock. It is uh, also uh, South Park, one of the longest running animated shows I know of. At least I've watched every episode of. Uh, the twentieth season has a new logo, so it looks like a football trophy kind of thing. 
So mm-hmm. um, coming back September 14th for some more uh, South Park, which I'm excited for. You excited for it? Yeah. Oh, I love South Park. Yeah. I quoted a lot of it over our bachelor party weekend because that's what we were watching during our wedding. So our bachelor party. Whatever. Have you been playing Pokemon? You mentioned that at the top of the show. Yeah, man. I just reached level 15. I got myself a lucky egg. I'm getting ready to mass evolve some uh, Rattatas and some Pidgeys to Ooh. get some XP boost. I got I got some five kilometer eggs ready to hatch. I just gotta I just gotta set aside some time. <laughs> it is a very time intensive game, and they had a they actually moved their panel to Hall H, but announced nothing uh, today, oh, which was kind of stupid. I'm like I was watched like live. I guess reading the panel is pretty mm-hmm. dumb. However, Legendary has optioned Detective Pikachu as the live action movie. <laughs> okay. Right? Uh, so, what the fuck's going on? Um, I've been playing Pokemon Go, eating fruit roll ups, and drinking Necto Cooler this week, Mike. What year is it? I'm very confused. <laughs> so, um, Detective Pikachu, uh, I guess we're coming. I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I'll watch that. There's, there's a line. I don't think I'll cross it. Uh, Kong Skull Island. We've talked about this before. The first trailer for the movie landed and actually stars uh-huh. several Marvel people, including Tom Hiddleston, who was Loki, Brie uh-huh. Larson, who is, you know, going to be Captain Marvel, as we said, Samuel L. Jackson, um, as, you know, not Nick Fury, and John Goodman is in this movie. Uh, uh-huh. The trailer, it's okay. It's just a big monkey on an island. And they have little guns. I don't know what to think yeah. of it. it. It seems pretty intense. I'm curious, since it's called Skull Island, if that means they will not end up uh, going to the, um, I guess, iconic uh, scene of uh, King Kong climbing a building. Since he's huge now, so I don't know what mm-hmm. building he's going to be climbing. I don't know, but maybe maybe a buildings have uh, uh, followed him now, since it's, this is the modern-day movie. So I don't know. Maybe they'll just uh, stick to the island. It looks pretty intense. I think I might see it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sold. I didn't watch the last King Kong movie yet, the Peter Jackson one, so I don't know if we're due for a new one, for in my book. <laughs> and lastly, the Emoji Movie. Express yourself, Mike. Is uh, this how we're is this how we're wrapping up the Comic-Con episode? This how we're wrapping episode? up the Comic-Con. It's just that TJ <laughs> uh, Miller is starring in the film, and he was in Deadpool, and I'm like, well, I guess he's funny. Man, a lot of people have uh, similar opinions with this movie. Uh, I, I tweeted a couple weeks back, about uh, about uh, Hollywood being dumb enough to make an emoji movie, and someone picked it up. I don't know somebody with way more followers than I have because I have no followers on Twitter uh, retweeted it, and then a bunch of people backed up on it. So now my most uh, popular tweet out there is about the emoji movie sucking. So <laughs> maybe it'll end up uh, being uh, being true. But I mean, we all love T.J. Miller, but I don't know what the hell this emoji movie is going to be about. Yeah, uh, well, apparently it's about an emoji who was born, like, in a family that's, like, smiling faces, but he has this, something wrong with him where he can become any emoji, and I don't know. Either yeah, way, T.J. Sounds... Miller's funny, but it's an animated movie, so we don't have to worry about a lot of that. I'm sure, fun. I mean, he's he's a big star now. I'm sure he just wants to cash that paycheck, I mean. Yeah. How else do you get uh, do you get Kevin Spacey in a movie about a cock and cat, you know? Uh, Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood's weird, people. <laughs> it is very weird. Uh, but that's all our San Diego Comic Con 2016 news Ooh, for extra, the week. Extra long episode. It's a long episode, and we still have a spoiler cast on Star Trek Beyond the Go. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the bush, Mike. If people want to follow you and and see your emoji movie tweets, where can they do that at? <laughs> well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics over at pickledcomics.com. 
com. Chris, if people want to know uh, if you get addicted to that uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance HD remake and you just can't peel yourself off the couch, uh, where can they get updates from you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or on Comic UI. And uh, I'll probably be putting my resume up online in case I do get addicted and, and need to find a new <laughs> job afterwards. But not really. Uh, and then uh, we I know last year we gained uh, our super fan Jim from our San Diego Comic Con coverage. And, and mm-hmm. it's been a, we've been, had a year with him. Thank, congratulations, Jim. And uh, <laughs> Happy anniversary. Uh, happy anniversary. <laughs> but uh, if people you know want to share this Comic Con coverage with someone else who may not have been able to go and you know, like you did, how can they do that, Mike? Well, as always, you can visit our website at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the places that we post the show and also a great place to catch our show notes. This, these show notes are intensely packed this week, so there's a lot of links in links, there Links, links, links. Links, links, links. But uh, if you want to find the show, we are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe to us and get us right in your email inbox. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, If you're a fan of the show, please consider heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a review. That's really, really helpful. It helps us pop up in some Mm -hmm. fresh eyeballs and into some fresh earlobes. And if you're a super fan of the show, just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we really appreciate that. And I guess all that's left to say is uh, stay tuned, uh, subscribe, and uh, our spoiler cast for uh, Star Trek Beyond will pop up in your feed. Yes, we will catch you guys in. See ya. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Nope, I'm pausing it halfway through. They're giving too much away. Don't want to know any more than that.